We are back for season two, and in today's episode, I'm going to discuss the huge misunderstanding behind budgeting, and I'm going to break it all down for you in episode 94. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the preferred podcast by many women across the globe to help you take control of your finances. Join me, Jen Hempel, a motivational money coach and your host each week as I share with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's do it. So seriously, did you miss me? I know I'm excited to be back. It is season two. Now, if you haven't been with us for a while, the first year and a half of this podcast, we had episode, one episode, week after week after week with no breaks in between. And I decided that this year, so 2017 was the year to change things up. And I started doing seasons so we can get a small break. And this break can help prevents any burnout that may happen because if you don't know, a podcast is a huge production, but you didn't press play to hear about that, right? (laughs) You press play because you want to know what in the world am I talking about? What is the real misunderstanding behind budgeting, which no one talks about? So that's what I'm going to get into today. But let me give you a little scoop on how this episode came to be. I was listening to an interview on So Money, uh, so Farnoosh Tarabi, it's another podcast, and she was interviewing David Bach. It, it was a great interview. He's got a new book out. And uh, if you don't know, he's an author of multiple books, The Automatic Millionaire, pretty much the preface of his message is not all of his message is about automation, the power of automation, which I am completely behind. <laughs> But in this particular interview, he mentioned something that just struck a chord with me. And somewhere along the interview, he mentioned how budget wasn't necessary. And my immediate thought when I heard that was like, oh my goodness, I cringed. It's because it can be so misunderstood. And I'm going to explain to you why in this episode. So in this episode, I'm going to tell you the common misconception of budgeting I'm going to share with you the four stages that can happen in your money journey and how that translates to budgeting. And then I'm going to share with you some behind the scenes into how many iterations of budgets I personally have gone through and what that has looked like, how that has evolved. So that's what we're going to get into in this particular episode. But I want to give some quick shout outs before we get started into the nitty gritty and to the meat of this episode. So I want to give a shout out to Teresa and Kelly. Uh, recently, they have reached out for support within the group, which I love. Uh, it is definitely being vulnerable. So I want to just praise them for just getting out of their shell and asking for some support. I know because if you're stuck on something, you don't have to do it alone. That's what the community is there for. I know maybe it's among complete strangers, but connect with people, uh, reach out. Get to know others. They're all, all the ladies in our community are there because they want to better their finances. They are there because they want to be more confident around money. They're there because they want to gain more control. So they have something in common with you. I also wanted to give a big, big, huge thanks 
to everybody in the community who chimed in on the title of my book. Yes, you heard right. I haven't announced it yet on this podcast, but if you are in there, our Facebook community, you have heard about it. Yes, yours truly, I am writing a book. I got approached by a publisher last year, and here we are. What is crazy about all this is that I've always felt that writing and I have had a complicated relationship. That's why a podcast, right? That's why I do this podcast, because with writing, it takes me a little while longer. But I am embracing it, and I am grateful. And please know this book, the driving force behind this book is you. It is all meant to help you. So I am so excited to bring this out to you. Probably it'll be towards the end or the fall of this year. So I will definitely keep you posted. This is my first time going through this process. So it's in the editing portion. So I don't know how many iterations of that will happen. Uh, So it's just uh, based on the editor and like me going back and forth. We'll see how that looks like my first time going through this. So I'll keep you posted. Now let's get to the nitty gritty of this episode. Budgeting. Budgeting, the misconception uh, with budgeting, that budgeting is about restricting yourself. But really, it's all about creating a plan that you are happy with, that you are content with. Yes, at times this plan, depending on your particular situation, comes with a, a sacrifice. But that sacrifice is temporary. And the other piece of this is that you and only you are in control of making that plan, of creating that budget. But most of the time, people give the budget control, right? But remember that you are the one that are making the decisions. You make the shots. And when you are in control, even when making some of those sacrifices, you will be at peace with the plan because you are the one in control. You made the decisions. You made those choices, right? But budgeting alone, creating that plan doesn't solve everything, right? So you can create any plan, but if you don't implement it, it doesn't do you any good. That's why you need a system in place that will help you take that action. The budget is a plan, but it's not the action that you need. And so that system can look like the cash envelope system, a virtual envelope system, could be a combination of the of the two. There's different ways of going about that. We're not going to get into the details of the systems, but we're just going to really dig into the misunderstanding behind budgeting. So one, it's not about restricting yourself and it's not just about the budget. It's also about the system. Okay. The second part of this is that there's stages in this journey. There are four money stages. And stage number one is when everything feels like it's in complete chaos. And this is probably the the most frustrating stage and the stage which most people get stuck on for the longer term, right? Or worse yet, stay there. At this stage, you've tried multiple times to get your money under control with little or no success, and something always seems to get in the way. Giving up is very common at this stage until the inspiration strikes again to do something about the money. And this cycle tends to repeat itself over and over, unfortunately, until you have that aha moment 
that moves you forward. And that aha moment will be different for everyone. At this stage, usually the budgeting intensity is not existent. Like it doesn't exist. Budgeting doesn't exist, but it's very much needed. It should be high intensity in terms of the budgeting intensity, but it's just, it typically doesn't exist. Okay. So that's stage number one. It's a complete chaos. And it's, again, it's the one where people get stuck the most for the longest time. Okay. So it's some, a place that unfortunately it's where people stay in for a long time. Stage number two is when you're starting to get clarity. So in stage number two, something hits from something you read, you listen, or you learn. And this light bulb moment, that's when you start to gain clarity as to what is going on with your money and a thing or two of what you need to change. So you start to dive again (laughs) into the world of budgeting, but this time you start taking more action than before. And this time, you're also more committed and confident with the progress you're making. At this stage, you may default back to stage number one, or you may jump to stage three. This is all based on your confidence and what you are currently feeding your mind on a daily basis with your current money story. Now, this is the most critical stage because it determines if you fall back to stage number one or you go to stage number three. Okay. And the budgeting intensity, meaning how much you should pay attention to your budget and how often you should refer to it is high. So this is where you really need to look at your budget quite often. Stage number three is this is the stage where you're establishing the systems in place. So in this stage, you have clarity on where your money is going, where it's coming from. You have planned your money in the form of a budget and you are ready for that next step. You are starting to establishing some systems, whether it be a cash envelope system, a virtual envelope system, or maybe a mix of the two. And you're feeling really good at this stage. Um, Budgeting at this stage doesn't seem as scary. You are not feeling as dependent on the budget as much as you did before because your systems keep you in check. So the budgeting intensity in this stage is medium. So you need a budget in this stage, but you're not necessarily stuck to it, right? So it's just a medium budgeting intensity. In stage number four, the systems are in place and are working like a charm. This is the stage where you get super excited and about looking at your money. You have the systems in place and they're working smoothly. Sometimes you find yourself making tweaks, but you don't find yourself overwhelmed with it. So the budgeting intensity, meaning how often you look at your budget, how often you seriously just sit down and look at the numbers in your budget is low because you have those systems in place, uh, whether the cash envelope system, the virtual envelope system that keeps you in check, right? That's what's keeping you in check and in line to what plan you set out with for your money. So what you have in your budget. Okay. So those are the four stages that typically happens. This has been my observation, my journey, seeing others go through this journey as well. All right. Now I'm going to go and share with you the many iterations of quote unquote budgeting that I've gone through. So Just to give you an idea, because I'm sure you can resonate with some of these things. So when I was in college, 
I literally had very little money to my name. So every dollar that came in was from my waitressing days, literally went for rent, bills, and food. There was no savings at all involved here because it was literally living paycheck to paycheck. So when I got out of college and got my first full-time job before I got married, at that time, actually, I moved back to my parents' home, which was a huge help. And that's when I got my Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Upstart on savings. I was putting away for retirement. I did regular savings and I was paying that car that I bought with my own money. Well, I guess with the loan, I should say, right? I, I was paying that car off as fast as I possibly could. I didn't have a plan in place of how fast I would pay it off. I was just literally putting as much money as I could. There was no strategy to it. Just any extra payments that I can make, it was going towards the car, right? Then fast forward, I got married and that upgraded the budget, if you will, even though at that point, I didn't really have one. I upgraded it to a checklist. Now, (laughs) let me talk to you about a checklist. So here's a spoiler alert. A checklist is not a budget. Now, here's what my checklist had. My checklist had the income, so it would show how much a monthly income we had. And naturally, it showed the bills. So the bills and how much each bill was. Uh, So it was kind of like a budget, but not really a true budget because it only accounted the bills for that month. It didn't count for any other expenses. Uh, Really, I don't think I even had groceries on there, right? So at this stage, I was saving like crazy. I was always, I've always, I've mentioned before, if you've heard uh, you've probably heard this time and time again, especially if you've, been lis- if you've been listening for a while. I've always been a great saver. So at this stage, I was saving like crazy, but I didn't have a strategy. I didn't have goals in place. We were just doing, we were just kind of going by what people were saying, what we needed to do, right? So I saved, we were paying debt off, uh, we were putting money into retirement, those things that they tell the experts tell you to do, right? So I was doing all that. But we found ourselves borrowing from our emergency savings consistently. Like I, we, we would build that emergency savings up and then it would be gone because our spending was out of control. Like literally we would use our credit card, but we would use it because we wanted to maximize our points, but we were just spending and spending. There was no uh, set rule as to up to how much. And what would we do? Because we didn't want to get into debt, right? With that credit card, we would pay it off. But we didn't have enough cash in our checking account to pay that credit card off necessarily. So we would have to go to our emergency funds. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Because I know some of you've done that, right? So we would get stuck in that cycle of building up our emergency fund. And then it would just go back to zero, building it up because we didn't have a strategy. We weren't really truly clear on our spending and how that related to the whole money cycle in terms of what money we were making and the money that we were spending, uh, our non-monthly expenses, our not fixed or irregular expenses, if you will. We didn't have a strategy in place for any of that, right? 
Now, somewhere down the line, I actually started using a spreadsheet. But what happened was I allowed myself to get confused with the different categories because I felt like I had to follow how it was on that spreadsheet. I didn't like that. It just so at this point, I threw my hands up and that was that. I continued to use my checklist and it felt like it worked. So I didn't do anything about it. But what I realized later that this allowed that extra money to disappear. I didn't realize we had extra money because I didn't have a budget. I didn't have a clear understanding of what exactly our cash flow looked like, what exactly was going on with our money. So all that money disappeared. Uh, and then years later, I mean, this took years later. So this, I'm talking about 2012. So this was what, five years ago, it wasn't really that long ago. And I want to make sure you realize that even up to this time before 2012, I felt like I was good with my money. I knew there were some issues in terms of, well, I was frustrated because I didn't know what was going on uh, with our emergency savings, why we kept on dipping into it. And at this time, also, people were always wondering what I was doing. People were coming to me for advice, but I was feeling bad because I felt like, well, there's still this back in 2012, it hit me. We still didn't have it under control, really. Like, on the surface, it looked good because we were good savers. We were putting away from retirement. We were doing the things, quote unquote, we were supposed to do, but we were still stuck, right? This was back in 2012 because I'll never forget, we were on the road again to get our northern move. This was to the move that I called to, uh, the North Pole. So we were, that was North Dakota. And on the road, I was actually reading Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. This is what I was reading. And even though I didn't really fully implement the system, I took what really resonated. For some reason, I had the aha moment that I didn't have to do it his way, right? But there were some things in what he taught that I really, really liked. And that was the cash envelope system, but I didn't like using cash. And so that's where I started doing the virtual envelope system. And of course, years later, I realized that a lot of people do this uh, as well. So anyway, so I thought that was interesting. So the other part in this is that years beforehand, I had already read uh, one of uh, David Bach's book. And I think it was The Automatic Millionaire because I have several of his. And that helped me become a great saver because I put that automation piece to work. Now, at this time, so this was back in 2012, that's when I really started budgeting and I implemented a system. And that's when things completely changed for us. And here I am, right? So I wanted to take you through my iterations so notice that I've been through all these stages myself. So right now, yes, I'm in stage four. So I don't have to look at my budget all the time, but I have systems in place. And guess what? There's times that I still go to the spreadsheet and I adjust because if there's an increase in income or something changes, I make those tweaks that are necessary to keep us in check with our goals. And if possible, that gives those goals a boost forward. And with our many moves, things change. <laughs> We're in a new place. Maybe the income doesn't necessarily change, 
but the expenses at the new location changes. So we naturally have to tweak that budget often. So that is my journey. That's the behind the scenes of the iteration, different iterations in our budget or our uh, lack of budgeting uh, thereof at some time. And I want you to think about what stage would you say you are currently in, right? So think about that right now. Is it stage one? Are you in stage two? Maybe stage three? Some of you are, I'm sure, are in stage four. I can think of some of you that are definitely in stage four. And I really just wanted to share that with you to help you be okay that this is not an overnight process. I mean, think about it. 2012, I've been married since 2000. So 12 years after being married is when it kind of hit me. And even during those 12 years, I felt pretty good about, I felt pretty confident about what we were doing. But towards the end of the 12 years, on the 12 year mark, 10 year mark, I was noticing we're stuck. We're not moving forward. And I was doing all these things right. And that's when I started really exploring and really trying to figure out what in the world am I doing wrong when I'm doing what the experts tell me, right? That's what I realized that we have to become our own money experts. And that's really what started it for me. So I want you to remember in all of this that a budget is a plan that you and only you are in completely control over, but on its own doesn't do you any good. That's why you need a system which can be your cash envelope system, a virtual envelope system, or a combination of the two. There are also the four different stages that we tend to go through. It's not going to be exact the same thing for everyone, but that's just been based on my observation, on my own journey, observations, on my clients' journeys. And these stages translate into different budgeting intensities. So the point in this that I don't think actually I was clear on with the budgeting intensities, what I want you to take away from this is that when we think budgeting besides restriction, we think that we're just literally have to be glued to our budget all the time. And it really depends on the stage that you're in. At the very beginning, yes, you're going to have to be more glued to your budget than normal because that's when you're getting clarity on your money. That's where you're really getting clear as to what in the world is going on with your money, right? And as you go through those stages, uh, that intensity lessens, all right? And then also remember that you're going to go through various iterations of budgeting and even the systems that you use. And that is completely okay. That's completely normal. It's part of the journey and what it looks like. It's going to be different for everyone, right? So if you've listened to this episode and you're thinking to yourself, I am tired of doing this myself. If you are content with your income, but not your bank account, I would be honored to help you. We can chat about your particular situation and then together we can figure out if we're a good fit to work together. If we figure out that we're not a good fit, I'd be more than happy to point you in another direction that would better suit you. Now, so I have opened up some coaching spots and you can schedule your appointment for the consultation. So this would be a consultation. It wouldn't be a coaching call, but again, it's just be a chat to see what your particular situation is, what you need help in and see if we're a good fit to work together. And you can schedule that over at jenhempill.com forward slash session. So this is again, for those of you that, uh, that are 
tired of doing this yourself, that you want someone on the outside to help you. And if you're just tired of working so hard, you know you're happy with your income, but you're just lacking in the bank account and you don't know what in the world is going on, I'd be happy, happy and honored to help. The slots for coaching are first come, first serve. So if you're listening to this particular episode at a later date, there might be a chance that the slots are full for coaching, but I'd be happy uh, to still chat with you and discuss what your needs are and put you on the waiting list if that's what's going on at that particular time. So, and we definitely can discuss that during our chat. So that is it for today. Uh, Next week on the podcast in episode 94, we have a special guest. Her name is Joan Sotkin, and she shares with us her experience during her time in Debtors Anonymous and more. It's a great episode. I didn't even know that Debtors Anonymous even existed, did you? It is a great conversation, and that's coming up next week. Again, that's episode 95. So that is a wrap, complete wrap for today. I appreciate you tuning in for today's episode. If you want to check out the show notes, which I want to thank Holly for. Uh, She's a member of my team. Uh, She's been doing a phenomenal uh, job at helping me with those show notes. So therefore, if you're driving and you uh, wanted to go back and jot some uh, things down or take a look of uh, some of the points that we discussed today, you can do that over at jenhempill.com forward slash 94. So thanks again for listening and we'll talk again next Thursday. Thursday.